Welcome to another episode of the Open Doors Live podcast with your hosts, Mike Gore, James Casina, and Jocelyn Gotto. For more information, head over to opendoors.org.au or opendoors.org.nz. Here's today's episode. Hello, everybody. It is Mike Gore here in the studio with Jocelyn Gotto, and welcome to another episode of the Open Doors Live podcast. Hey, if you're new to this podcast, a big welcome from us. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. I love going out and speaking in places, Jossie, and having people come up to us both telling us that they're listeners of the podcast and they love hearing the stories. They share them with their families and friends. They pray through them and pay, pray for the persecuted church. It's just brilliant. So if wherever out and about and you see us, please come up and say hello. And if you're able to, one of the best ways to help spread this podcast is to rate, review, and share it online. So please, if you're able to, jump online, write us a review, share it with your friends, because we would love to get this podcast to go as far and wide as we possibly can. On today's episode, we're talking about One With Them. We are three weeks out from Easter, and this is probably one of the most exciting things we do each year. Last year, over 1,100 people across Australia and New Zealand chose to take part in One With Them. And this year, Jossie, we've got people in Denmark doing it right across Spanish-speaking Latin America, all choosing to take part in One With Them. But Jossie, tell us quickly, what is One With Them? One With Them is something that's happening on the 17th of April, and it's an awesome opportunity for you to stand shoulder to shoulder with the persecuted church. We are asking you to give one day's wage to support the persecuted church, to support people who share our faith, but not our freedom. And the reason we're doing it at Easter is because for Christians all over the world, Easter is a time where persecution intensifies. What we don't often realize is that particularly around the big Christian events, Christmas, Easter, when there's a huge focus on, in this case, the death and resurrection of Jesus, societies and cultures that are so against Christianity to have these public celebrations of Jesus Christ are insulting. And that's why Easter, Christmas, and those kind of times of the year are really a greater risk to Christians all over the world. So one with them, the reason we've chosen Easter is exactly that. We want to stand in solidarity, shoulder to shoulder with our brothers and sisters all over the world. But before we get into today's episode, I asked one of our friends recently, Jossie, Taya Gorkroger, one of the lead singers from Hillsong United. She's a great friend of yours and mine. We asked her to come into the office and record some stuff for us that we could use uh, to do with the persecuted church. And I remember this was your idea, but we said, hey, how about we give her a story to read for the very first time, a story that she hasn't heard before about the persecuted church and one that is really specifically to do with one with them. And so we put the cameras on, we press record and we asked Taya to read the story. And this is what happened. Nadia and her family were on their way to visit the monastery of St. Samuel in Egypt when she saw some men in military clothing. Nadia thought they were there to protect the monastery. When the men shot the wheels of their bus and climbed aboard, Nadia realized she was wrong. The terrorists asked each man on the bus to convert to Islam or die. They stopped next to her son, Hani. Nadi watched on from the back of the bus. And she saw Hani raise his wrist, revealing a cross tattoo. And she heard his last words, no, I am a Christian. Maybe you think I would rather have seen my son make a different choice, Nadia said. And of course, as a mother, I am terribly sad and angry that I lost my son. But I'm happy that I witnessed the faith I raised in him. I'm thankful that he wouldn't deny Christ even with his life in danger. He made the right choice, she said. 
and that's been a huge comfort to me. Nadia survived the bus attack despite being struck by a bullet in her arm. Without God's comfort, I would have gone crazy, she said. Her favorite Bible verse is Matthew 10, 28. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Instead, fear the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. If I meet the attackers of my son and they kill me for my faith, I'd be happy, she said. Then I would join my son in heaven, but I pray that they will be touched by God so they will change their ways. Wow, that story is so powerful and it's one of my favorite stories from a persecuted church. And I think the thing that strikes me the most about it is that it's all happening at the same time as we go about our days here, as we record these podcasts in Sydney, it all happens at the same time. And these are not stories from many years ago. It's fresh and, and it's the reality for millions of believers around the world who share our faith, but not our freedom. Um, and so it's such a privilege for us to be able to serve them through one with them and to stand um, shoulder to shoulder with these people um, for that movement. I actually want to share a story with you that I heard for the first time yesterday about a young girl named Leah. You might remember a couple of years ago, there was a story coming out of Nigeria about 276 girls who were kidnapped. They were known as the Chibok girls. I remember during that time, seeing their abduction, seeing news of it all over social media, people like Michelle Obama, celebrities, politicians, people of influence, starting a movement called hashtag bring back our girls. By 2017, some of those girls had been freed, but today, 112 of them are still missing. A Nigerian journalist has claimed that only 15 of those girls are still alive. But the thing is, many people believe that Islamic State have been defeated. But the problem is, is that ideology hasn't been. In fact, their radical ideology has spread, and it's spread all throughout Africa. The Jabok girls were kidnapped by an Islamic extremist group who share the same ideology as the Islamic State. They're called Boko Haram and they've been responsible for killing more than 20,000 people and displacing at least 2 million since they began a war with the Nigerian government almost a decade ago. Just weeks before the Chibok girls were abducted, a group of schoolboys were burnt alive in their school. And this kind of stuff is happening all the time throughout Africa. But I think the story that has moved me the most is one that happened just last year when Boko Haram attacked another school. The extremists kidnapped 110 girls from Departchi Secondary School in the northeast of Nigeria. 15-year-old Leah was amongst those who were abducted. One month after the kidnapping, all of the surviving girls were released except for one, Leah. Boko Haram refused to release Leah because she would not deny Jesus she wouldn't give up her Christian faith. When her friends were freed, they brought home with them a message for Leah's mother. This is what it said. I know it's not easy missing me, but I want to assure you that I am fine where I am. I am confident that one day I shall see your face again. If not here, then at the bosom of our Lord Jesus Christ. To me, this is the persecuted church, willing to follow Jesus regardless of the cost. I can't even begin to imagine as a young woman what it must be like to be in that situation. I feel like at least having your school friends with you would have been a small piece of comfort and security for Leah. Seeing them all freed whilst you were left behind would have been so heartbreaking. And how tempting in that moment would it have been to renounce your faith just quickly, just quietly, 
to be set free, but Leah refused. As a ministry, we've had the privilege of staying in close contact with Leah's family and they continue to ask the government to keep searching for her. We've been privileged to be able to support them practically and emotionally during a time of great trauma and uncertainty. But I just cannot get over Leah's faith. It's so obvious to me that she counted the cost. She experiences the sacrifices every day and she has deemed Jesus as worth it. I think so many people are gonna to come to know Jesus through her boldness and through her story. And stories like that, Josie, they remind us why we do what we do as a ministry. I'm not just talking about in the practical support sense, but when we share stories like that, when we're able to connect the persecuted church with the so-called free church, it does something to our faith. For those of you who might be new to the ministry of Open Doors, we serve the persecuted church in more than 70 countries around the world. But unlike other organizations, we're not actually here to end persecution. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but we have seen time and time again that wherever the gospel is being shared, persecution exists. In fact, we would go as far to say that persecution is a hallmark of successful Christianity. So as a ministry, if we wanted to end persecution, all we would really have to do is to tell people to stop sharing Jesus. But we're never going to do that. Instead, we want to resource the local church and provide them with everything they need so they can shine as brightly as they can for Jesus and be the light in their community. Things like Bible delivery, trauma counseling, emergency relief, like food and medicine for victims of violent persecution. We run marriage seminars, disciple new believers who come from a Muslim or Buddhist background and have lost everything for simply following Jesus. And here in Australia and New Zealand, where our ministry continues because it aims to connect the so-called free church with the persecuted church in order to bring support on both sides. The stories of the persecuted church have the ability to change the spiritual climate of churches and Bible studies, of our schools, of our homes, of our marriages. See, that's the beauty of the persecuted church. In so many ways, they are a guide or a roadmap to our own courageous expression of faith here in Australia. In Philippians 1 verse 14, Paul writes, Because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. Because of the suffering of the persecuted church, because of what they endure for Jesus, we can become confident in the Lord and proclaim the gospel locally. Our job is not to avoid persecution. In many ways, it's to run headlong into it with a courageous obedience that says above everything in society and culture, Jesus is worth it. Before we finish today, I want to share a story with you from a couple of years ago. It happened just before Easter in Kenya. Four men from the Islamic extremist group Al-Shabaab attacked the University of Garissa targeting Christians. This is a story that for me personally is probably one of the most impactful and memorable ones from my time with Open Doors. And similar to Boko Haram, Al-Shabaab are an extremist group. They share the same ideology as groups like the Islamic State, Al-Qaeda. At the university, they threw explosives into the chapel where students were praying and they went around demanding that people would recite some of the Quran. If they were Muslim, they were free to go. But if they were a Christian and refused to recite some of the Quran, they were shot on the spot. Al-Shabaab eventually detonated their suicide vests, killing 147 students in the attack. If you are Muslim, your life was safe. You are told you are our brother, just go. Sometimes I could not imagine this is not reality. 
how can this happen? How can people who I know, that is somebody, that is somebody. I know these people, are they really dead? Ministry has been affected, outreach has been affected because of fear. Many people are living in, are living traumatized. We only have a, a Sunday service that is guarded by policemen. When believers come to the church, the first thing they check is whether the policemen are there. I want to read you something now. It's a letter written by a national radio presenter. She wrote this letter in response to the Garissa University attacks. And more than that, she addressed it to Al-Shabaab. And it reads as follows. Dear Al-Shabaab, you have claimed responsibility for taking the lives of 147 Christian students. But theirs was a beautiful death. If I were to choose the manner in which to die, I would choose the same as a defender of my faith. The story is so powerful. 147 Christians stood firm. 147 Christians would not deny their faith. 147 said, it was better to die for Jesus than live without him. This Easter, I want to ask you a question. Would you stand with the persecuted church? In regard to this story alone, would you help us honour their sacrifice and take your faith from the private part of your life to the public? That's what One With Them is about, Jossie. We want you all to be part of this movement because the reality is it's not about the amount. It's about the willingness to say that not only is Jesus worth it, but more than that, I'm going to give up something of value to me, something that often ensnares us and makes us think only about ourselves, whether it's income, spending money on ourselves. What we're really asking people to do is say, in the next 365 days, can you give just one of those to the body of Christ? And so this Easter, we're asking you, will you give us one day's wage in honour to support the people all over the world who share our faith, but not our freedom? What would it take to be part of the 147? Yeah. Right? What would it take to be someone in that group like Leah, like the stories we've heard in this podcast, who say, you know what, Jesus is worth it. I'm going to give one day in the next 365, man, Jossie, one day in the next 365 to serve the persecuted church. And so for all of our listeners, I'm asking you to do that. And more than that, I want to challenge you to bring your friends. Last year, we had 1,100 people across Australia and New Zealand take part in one with them. And my hope is this year, we'll more than double it. Because ultimately, what I want the world to say right across the persecuted church and the so-called free church is that Jesus Christ is worth it. Yeah, I think you're 100% right. And so we would love to invite you to be a part of One With Them. It's happening on Wednesday, the 17th of April. And um, we're asking you to do three things. The first thing is to donate one day's wage to the persecuted church. We do this because... We need to meet needs practically. The church needs support in order to remain in some of the most contested places on the planet. And so we need your support. You can do this by heading to onewiththem.org to pledge. The second thing that we're asking you to do is to draw a cross on your wrist. And I love this part the most because it is a physical sign that you are taking your faith from your private life to your public life. Can you imagine the conversations that could be happening all across Australia and New Zealand if all of us were taking this step and taking our faith to be public, just even for that one day? 
And finally, we're asking you to share it across social media. And Jossie, I reckon this is the hardest part of it because whenever I speak to people, it is so hard to get them to talk publicly about their faith. Whereas the people I've met in the persecuted church, I mean, they risk everything to follow Jesus from their homes to their jobs, families, freedom, even their lives. And like the verse in Philippians taught us, their suffering, their chains for Christ should help us to follow suit and be bold in our faith in Jesus. So for one with them, we're asking you to jump online and tell the world you're Christian. And I know from so many people here, that will be the point you're saying, hey, you had me up and deal here, but I'm not sure about that. And I really want to push back into that and say, please, if Jesus is the medicine of the world, then why wouldn't you share him? But you know what? If my word's not enough in that, why don't I get some of our ambassadors to tell you why they're standing one with them? This year, we have some brilliant ambassadors taking part in the campaign. Mark and Darlene Check, Jane and Carl Fays, Glenn Davies, Steve Chong, JD and Taya from Hillsong United. So many of our great friends in the ministry are choosing to be bold, stand out, and stand up for their faith in Jesus. And so as we finish today's episode, we're going to leave you with their words about why they're doing one with them. Thanks so much for joining us again for this episode. We'll catch you next month. Hi everybody, this is Mark and Darlene Check. We are thrilled to be serving as ambassadors for Open Doors and their One With Them campaign. Each day, Christians all over the world face persecution for their faith in Jesus. Every Easter, while Australian and New Zealand churches are preparing for Good Friday and Easter Sunday, some of our brothers and sisters around the globe face increased persecution. They're physically attacked as they come together to celebrate these two days. We are one family across the world. We have one hope, one faith, one Lord Jesus. But these persecuted Christians are often alone, marginalised and very lonely. But despite their suffering, the church is continuing to grow. This is your opportunity to practically support those who suffer for following Jesus. This Easter, Will you join us and give one day's wage to strengthen the global body of Christ? I personally can't think of a more practical way that we can actually fulfill the words that Jesus so clearly taught us to, yeah. to live and the way to follow Him by helping these people, by standing one with them. And what we're practically asking and gonna be a part of is donating one day's salary on Wednesday the 17th of April. And so we'd love you to be a part of it. We don't want you to miss out in helping these people. And so you can head to onewiththem.org and be a part of all that God's doing and help these persecuted Christians. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Open Doors Live podcast. To find out how you can stand one with them on the 17th of April, go to onewiththem.org.